Exeter Public School presents The Bell, a podcast run by kids for kids and the big kids at heart. So settle in, don't be late, it's time for The The Bell. Bell. I'm Marco. And I'm Oscar. And we are so excited to present Exeter Public School's very first podcast. Yeah, I cannot wait to kick it off. So come on, let's not wait any longer. Let's roll our very first segment, Space Time. Yeah, let's get this show on the road. Space Time. Hello and welcome to today's space segment with the astronomical Astro Boys, Jackson Oscar. In today's space segment, we're going to introduce where astronomy originated from. And we're going to invite a special guest who will be joining us here every time, Ethan the Fact Finder. Woo! Now tell me, Jax, have you ever wondered where astronomy originated from? Yes, Oscar. Actually, I sure have. Tell me, where did it originate from? It all started in the Middle East of Iraq. The earliest practical astronomy started in ancient Babylonia. Oh, really? Yeah. Babylonia is actually a state in Iraq. The founder of astronomy was named Nicholas Copernicus. Nicholas who? (laughs) Nicholas Copernicus. He was this mathematician bloke. Nicholas was the first European scientist to confirm the Earth and the other planets orbited the Sun. Well, Oscar, thanks for that. I'll be sure to keep that in the old brain banks. Now to welcome Ethan, our special guest. Woo! Hi, guys. Hi, Ethan. Hi. One thing you may know about me is that I'm obsessed with all things about space. Sit back and relax while I wow you with my favourite facts. Did you know that there are volcanoes on other planets other than Earth? That's so cool. Tell me more. There is one on Mars and it's named Olympus Mons. This volcano is three times taller than Mount Everest, a a mountain that is 25 kilometres tall. Wow, that's taller than me. The nearest black hole is 1,600 light years away, but luckily it is not in our solar system. Phew. Saturn has lightning 10 times stronger than Earth. That's 10,000 billion volts of electricity. Wow. And did you know the planet Uranus is the only planet in our solar system that is lying on its side? Well, there's always got to be an odd one out, doesn't there? Now that's all for me. See you next time that the Astronomical Astro Boys are back in our solar system. And that's it from Astronomical Astro Boys. Wow, those Astronomical Astro Boys are something, aren't they, Oscar? I know, right? They're out of this world. <laughs> now to hand it over to Kids Chat with 3-4. Hi everybody, my name is Reese and welcome to Kids Chat. Today we have Jake. Hi. And Maury. Hello. And Evelyn. Hello. And Quinn. Hello. Um, what have you been doing for writing in class, Jake? Um, we have been doing some sizzling starts and some stories. And like the patty, the bread on the top and the bread on the bottom. What have you been doing for science, Rory? Um, so with RFF, Release from Face to Face, for anyone who didn't know, with Mrs Manook, we've been doing heat and the way light travels through things. Um, for an experiment, we made a light maze using objects, foil and a torch that we can find. And yeah, I'll pass it on to Avalon. Okay. What have you been doing for art, Avalon? Um, we've been doing pixel art on the computer with autumn trees and we have to at least do four trees, all different colours. Okay, thank you. Um, Quinn, can you explain what Canva is? Um, 
Canva is like a three designing app where you can do it on the computer and stuff and you can do presentations, a poster or any stuff. That's it we have for today. Thank you for listening to Kids Chat. Bye. It's always great to catch up with the peeps from 3-4. Now it's time to hand it over to Sport Time. What was that you said? That's right, Sport Time! Hey everyone, welcome to Sport Time with me, Josh. And me, Cadell. Don't forget Noah. That's right, it's me, Noah. So, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, we'll be talking about how Liverpool smashed Manchester United in a game of soccer and a bit of, a bit of cricket. And of course, your favourite unusual sports with Noah. I know this event happened ages ago, but it was an amazing event. So, yes, I'm including this in today's podcast. Well, I think it was an excellent game for Liverpool. Speaking of the fact that they absolutely thrashed Manchester United and Manchester United hasn't suffered this humiliating defeat since 1931 on Boxing Day. I absolutely loved watching this game since I'm a Liverpool fan. I was jumping out of my seat when I saw Mohamed Salah score two goals. Mohamed Salah became the highest goal scorer for Liverpool. Well, that's it for soccer. Anyway... We'll be passing you on to Josh, who'll be talking about cricket. Oh, what a catch down there, beautifully taken. Oh, what a catch, that is an unbelievable... Welcome to Cricket Corner with Josh. Wow, guys, the last couple of weeks have been jam-packed with loads of sports. Yeah, it's been so awesome lately. Yes, you're so right, it has been awesome. Josh, what's been happening in your cricket world lately? Well, I reckon we have to talk about how India beat Australia on Thursday the other week. Yes, definitely. India beat us by 91 runs. Wow, 91 runs. It definitely doesn't seem like much, mate, but wow, that's a lot in cricket. Australia scored a total of 480 runs. The man of the match was Virat Kohli from India for scoring 180 runs. What? 180 runs? That's crazy. India scored a whopping 571. Do I have Kiddell there? Yes, thanks, Josh. Kiddell, do you have anything about this game? And how do you think India performed? Well, I think it was an amazing game, Josh, even though Australia lost to India. It was, still, it was still a good game, in my opinion, and India's performance was excellent. Now over to Noah for Unusual Sports. Thanks, Josh. Anyway, welcome to today's Unusual Sport, where we provide you with amazing sports every week. Did you know that there's a sport called wife carrying? What? Wife you, carrying? You have to run through water and jump over logs with your wife on your back and her legs at your head. <laughs> the rules are, if you drop your wife, you have to pick her back up and keep on running. That's it for today's unusual sport. Stay tuned for next time's wacky sport. Wow, what an un- unusual sport. Imagine having to carry your wife around. Must be tiring. Now into Josh's joke. Thanks, Kiddell. So, for today's joke... I kept wondering why the baseball was getting bigger. Then it hit me. Thanks for joining in on Sport Time. Stay safe, my friends. Peace. And make sure to stay tuned for the next one. See you on the field. Those lads sure do know their sports. Although I'm not too sure about that joke, Josh. <laughs> Well, now it's time to hand it over to Kids Chat with Year Two. Hi everyone, and it's Josephine. Welcome to Kids, Kids Chat. Chat. Today we have Eve. Hi Eve. Hi. 
and Beth. Hi. Mia. Hi. And Tom. Hi. Today I'm here to talk to you all about the amazing work you've been doing on pirates. Eve, what do you have to say about pirate art? Well, we have been doing a couple of pirate arts lately and some actually got sent to into the Mossfell show. Well, wow, the Mossfell show. Did any of them win any prizes? Maybe second or first? I don't know. Okay. Beth, what do you have to say about Pirate Dock? Well, we've been learning this one, which is very funny, but it's really cool. But, yeah. So, it's called Booty, which isn't the booty <laughs> on your... <laughs> which isn't the booty on your body part. It's booty called Treasure. And it's really cool. And then we got Shiver Me Timbers, which is really good, but it's not when you're shivering with Timbers. It's just, um, oh my goodness, something has happened. And what's your best pirate voice? Um, probably this one. <laughs> and Mia, what about pirate facts? Well, if you, you can do some of these on like, other podcasts or other videos, but these are some for me to share for you. Did you ever know if you have a fight and you're undone, like they're really just building, not doctors, they just chop your legs off and your hands if you hurt yourself. Mm. And if you ever were asked back a Captain Blackbird if he was still here, he um, got his skull up onto a chip because that was like a little... Like little reward or something like that. And also, here's one more for you. You know Pirate Bonnie? She was a girl pirate. They thought girls weren't good luck, so she just off of a, ma- of a man. Wow. Do you think girls are good luck? Probably not. <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah. Um, what about Tom? Um, we've been reading a chapter book called Horrendo's Curse, and it's like... There's like swords and a tiny bit of violence in it, and where they get their, if they get like shot or get hurt, they just chop their, chop the part off where they got hurt. A tiny bit. You mean a lot? Well, that's all we have time for, folks. See you next time on Kids Chat. Bye. 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 It sure sounds like you two are having a swashbuckling time. Ha! Well, now it's time for What's Hot in the Playground. It's time for What's Hot in the Playground. Hey guys, I'm Jenna and here by my side is Maddie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here today. What about you, Jenna? Yeah, I'm so pumped because we're going to do a fun section on crazes. You guys are going to get pretty stoked because we're going to tell you all about the crazes that go on at our school. Get your popcorn out because this is going to get real. It sure is. Anyway, so Maddie, what's the latest craze at the moment? Well, you wouldn't believe it, but Crackjack is out and Pokemon is back in. Really? Well, Exeter Public School has had so many crazes. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? You got that right. First it was Crazy Socks, <coughs> created by my brother. Then Crackjack was in for countless months and yeah. no longer is. Yeah. What about the Squishmallows craze? That went on for a long time. Oh, yeah. How could I forget the soft feel of the Squishmallows and the weird and wonderful animals? 
Once I saw a duck with a rainbow mohawk. Mm, that was pretty crazy. And now Pokemon. Lots of people I know are getting into Pokemon, mostly in my brother's class and my brother. Oh, really? Well, I can understand why people like it. Well, now it's time for an interview with one of our mates from Year 2. Hey, Tom. What have you been doing at lunchtime recently? I've been playing cricket and soccer. Cool. Sounds fun. What do you think of the new and improved cricket pitch? Um, it's really fun because it's extended. Yeah? Wow, that sure sounds like fun. Looks like we have lots more crazes waiting to happen. Well, that's sadly all the time we have for today. See you guys when the bell rings next and some of you in the playground. Bye! Thanks, girls. Extra really is a great place to play, isn't it, Marco? Sure is, Oscar. Well, now it's time for Kids Chat with 4-5. Hi, everyone. I'm Maddie and welcome to Kids, Kids Chat. Chat. I'm here with some of my friends in 4-5. In Hi, Isla. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Harry. Hi, Maddie. So let's get into it. So, Harry, what have you been doing lately in class? So last Monday afternoon, um, we were doing science and we were making butter in a jar. Cool. So um, we first tipped some cream into the jar and screwed the lid on. And we shook it around so it sort of didn't come too hard or too soft, so sort of in the middle. And then um, we let everyone have a go, so it goes to that. And then we spread it on some yummy hot cross buns. Oh, delicious. Yum, I love hot cross buns. So, Ollie, what have you been doing lately in class? Um, I've been learning about six-minute maths. It's where in the morning we get our workbooks and um, a blue pen and a red pen and um, a pencil. And so we um, have this, like, chart of times tables 1 to 10 and they're all mixed up. And um, the six minutes, if you get it under six minutes, um, you get to be the teacher and you get to, like, um, say the answers and, um, like, let people, like, say the answers for you and then you can tick the work when they say the answers. Oh, pretty cool. I've got to work on mine. Um, so, Isla, what have you been doing in class? Um, angles and, like, um, number twos. <laughs> Twos. That's right. <laughs> um, and what and a cute is and like a three three sixty straight angle. Um, and obtuse is something bigger than ninety. Yeah, bigger than ninety. And an acute is lower than ninety. Well, you've got to. Maybe teach me some. That's all from us today. Now it's time to wrap it up. We will see you next time in our episode of Kids Chat. Bye! Bye. Sounds like they're doing some amazing things in 4-5. Sure does, Marco. Now it's time for Student Spotlight with Chloe and Chelsea. <laughs> Welcome to Student Spotlight. My name is Chloe and I'm here to introduce Chelsea, my bestie and mad horse girl. Can you please tell everyone a little bit about what you did at the Robo Show? Hi Chloe. Well, I was doing my first barrel race. 
Good job, Chelsea. What did you come? I came third because I went the wrong way. Oh, that was a little bit funny. <laughs> okay. What was your favourite part of the competition? Well, I liked going in the ring and giving it a go. Yeah, and good job. going with my parents out and practising and I was actually really funny when I went the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good to have a good try. Yeah. What was your favourite part? Oh, sorry. What did you learn about... What would you learn about for next time? Probably to not go the wrong way. Yeah, good job. Tell us about your horse. Well, she's a gorgeous grey pony and she she gets dirty all the time because she's white. Oh, yeah, white isn't the best thing to get dirty. Yeah, <laughs> and my mum washed her twice. And yep. Oh, well, that's a lot of times. Yeah, like, she scrubbed her. Yeah, but like twice isn't that much, but like cleaning a horse takes a kind of while. Yeah, it took, I think it took about like half an hour. Okay. Thanks all for having time today. Thanks so much, Chelsea. You're amazing. Thank you, Chloe. You're amazing too. Okay, see you, everybody. See you. Bye. Thank you. Sure sounds like a lot of horsing around. <laughs> sure does, Marco. Now get ready for Adventure Time. Adventure Time! Hey, I'm Ella. And I'm Anna. We're here to talk to you all about camp. For all the people who weren't at camp, which is most of you, let's give you a lowdown of what went on. Yeah, let's give them a goss. First, let's set the scene. We're in Crookwell, nestled under the wind turbines. The sun was belting and the wind was wild. The turbines were in full action. They were really cool. We got pretty close to them. We also learned a bit about them too. Along with the wind turbines, we learned and looked at some plants and mini ecosystems. Then after that, we looked at what dirt we should plant crops in. We even tested the soil. Yeah, that was really fun. Have you ever been camping? Well, that's what we did. We slept in these things called yurts. Basically, they're a type of round tent. Once we set up our mattresses and sleeping bags, they were actually pretty comfy. Except for the rock digging into my back. Yeah, that was unfortunate. So, Ella, what was your favourite bit about camp? Well, one of my favourite things about it was Aboriginal Dreamtime stories. They just made me feel, well, calm and really got me into the spirit. My least favourite part was that we couldn't have a campfire. Unfortunately, the RFS had restrictions in place due to the winds. I was really looking forward to that campfire, but instead we got food from all the local cafes, which was also really good. Hey, Anna, what was your favourite part of camp? Checking out our galaxy through the telescope. We saw the moon in clusters of stars. We saw one called the Jewel Box. It was so colourful, just like jewels. Some people saw Mars and Jupiter. The moon blinded you in one eye for a while. It was so bright. Anna, do you remember playing Spotlight? Oh my gosh, yes, that was so fun. There were people hiding in the grass and doing anything to avoid being caught. It was so funny. One of the best parts of camp was hanging out with all the people in our yurts. To quote Ali, we were all like one big happy family. Big thanks to Miss Hart, Joe, Mr Barnes, Mr White and all our class. Catch you next time on Adventure Time! Camp sounded amazing, you guys. Sure did, Marco. Now it's time for Kids Chat with Year One. Welcome to Kids Chat! Hi everyone, here with me today I have Molly, Lizzie, Luca and Charlotte and for the past few weeks they have been learning about the picture book series Harry McClary. 
Hey Molly, who's your favourite character? Schnitzel von Krum, because sausage dogs are very cute. Awesome. Lizzie, who's your favourite? Bottom Lake Potts Coven in spots, because he had a lot of spots. Luca, do you have a favourite character? Yes. Who, who is it? Hercule Morse, big as a horse. Cool. Charlotte, who's your favourite? Harry McClary, because he's the main character. Cool. Sounds like you guys have some awesome favourite characters. Hey, Molly, can you tell me about some writing you did with Harry McClary? We did the beginning, the middle, the end, and we had to write about what happened in the, the middle, the end and the beginning, and it was really fun. Hey, Lizzie, can you tell me about a village you guys made? Um, we made, like, a Harry McClary house and a bottomly pot and Snitzel von Crum and Hercules Morse. Cool. Luca, did you do some special drawings about Harry McClary? Yes. Who did you draw? Harry McClary. Awesome. Charlotte, can you tell me about some Play-Doh you guys did? We made Play-Doh with Miss Perkins and when we made our own Harry McClary models. Cool. Sounds like you guys have, have had an awesome time working on Harry McClary. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye, Tom. I love Harry McClary from Donaldson's Theory. It sure is a classic. Now it's time for a special announcement from Mr. Barnes and Mrs. Nash. Today we welcome Mr. Barnes and Mrs. Nash to give us some updates on what's been happening around the school and to also let us know about any exciting things on the horizon for our school. Mr. Barnes and Miss Nash, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh and Jenna. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. It's been a busy and exciting start for the year for the students' perception. Can you tell us about what has been happening as part of your roles? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. So I guess at the start of the year, we've had some changeovers in our teaching staff. So we would have noticed this year we've got Mrs. Adams, who's joined us. Um, She's come to us from a school in Wollongong. And she's teaching the 4-5 class two days a week and also teaching our year 6 class one day a week. So she's been a great addition to our team. We've also welcomed um, Mrs. Manuk, and she's doing the RFF role. And for those parents out there listening, RFF is another acronym given to us by the department, which explains, um, which stands for release from face to face, which means every teacher gets a couple of hours off class a week to do their planning, their programming, contact parents and do assessments and those types of things. So that Mrs. Manuk does that role uh, two days a week for us this year. And we also welcome Mrs. Hare into a different role. So we would have seen her last year as the face of our front office and she was working in the front office with Mrs. Nobbs. And this year, um, Mrs. Hare is actually a trained teacher, qualified teacher, and she's worked for a long time prior to doing the office role. So she stepped back into that role and she's now doing our learning and support teacher role, which means she works with students who may need a little bit of extra assistance um, with their literacy or numeracy or social emotional skills. So that's her role, um, which she's doing two days one week and three days the next. Um, We've also got some other great things happening and have been happening this year. One of those is the Grandparents' Day, which was a huge success. It was great to see so many grandparents around our school and parents and grandfriends enjoying our school facilities, having a look in our classrooms and also just spending a little bit more time with us at school. Another big change is, is 
in our administration software. So last year we surveyed parents around how we communicate with them, what works well and what we might need to improve on. And we went to the open market and found a, a program called School Bytes, which is a school administration software which allows us to email parents, get electronic permission. Um, as staff, we have our calendar. We've also got a parent calendar, which is published on our website. So we used to send home a piece of paper with a term planner with different events, but we found that if dates changed or things were added to that, we couldn't then print off another one and send it home. So we actually um, have that published on our school website on the front page, the live calendar with events, with times, with dates, with lots of information about what's happening. It also allows us to have the School Bytes parent portal. So parents can now access as well, as they can access the calendar, but they can also look at different excursions that are coming up. They can see what permission they've given or what things they might need to pay for in the parent portal. They can also put in absences. So if someone's away, they can put in a note through that system to say, Josh was away yesterday because he was sick. They can also apply, apply for leave. So those parents listening, um, we used to have a paper copy of a note that we'd send home where parents could put down, um, you know, we have, we're visiting family for a few days in July. Um, it's called an application for extended leave. That's now digitized as well. So we're really moving forward with the times of having everything digital so that it's more efficient for both the school and for the parents as well. And the last thing I'll just mention is uh, NAPLAN. So our school has just participated year three and year five in the NAPLAN assessments, which were all done online this year, uh, which went really well. We're really proud of our year three and five students who completed those tests to the best of their ability. And that's all we ask for, that they're trying their best. And they completed those successfully. And a big shout out to Mrs. Hare, who coordinated all of the technology and all of the behind the scenes setting up sessions um, and everything else to get those assessments done. I'll hand over to Mrs Nash now. Oh, thanks, Mr Barnes. Um, we've had a really busy start to the year and we've had a wonderful start to the year in the library as well because we've recently had all of the painting done. The library is completely refurbished now and is looking so wonderful. And we've in our classrooms, we've been compiling our wish lists and looking at all of the wonderful resources that we can add to our library collection. And it's a huge thanks to the PNC for giving us um, some money to uh, spend in the library each year to help build our literature collection in there. So it's really exciting to have such a lovely, warm, inviting space where we can have not only people come in during their class time, but also during lunch times and hang out in the library playing Lego, drawing and um, just having some nice chill and relaxed time. Um, also part of my role this year is I'm back in the classroom on uh, release from face to face as well. So I'm doing some release to face, release from face to face with Year Six and the Four Five class, and um, we are doing some art. We're doing some preparation for our fitness groups, and um, it's really lovely hanging out with the senior students in our school. 
Um, as part of my role as well, I'm looking after the welfare and well-being of our students. So it's lovely that I'm also able to um, run some small group sessions with students working on friendship skills and working on social, social and emotional learning as well. Um, we had a fantastic day, the Year 6 and Year 5 class, the other week when we headed down to Wollongong to our GRIP Leadership Day. Um, we learnt that you don't need to wear a badge to be a leader and we looked at all the wonderful ways that our students can step up and they can show other students wonderful ways to behave within our school and in society in general and we can look to these senior students to be such wonderful role models for our younger students. It also helped that we got to go to the cafeteria and have a really nice lunch as well, <laughs> which was great, hanging out on the lawn and being really cool like uni students and yeah. um, gave those Year 5, 6 students a taste of what life could be like if they went to Wollongong Uni in the future. So we've had a really wonderful start to the year and I'm really excited for what's to come in terms uh, two, three and four. Thanks, guys. There seems to be a lot of tradespeople around the school lately. What have they been doing? Oh, great question, Josh. I'm glad you asked. Um, we've had, we've, we have an Asset Services Officer, another acronym, ASO, um, who works for the Department of Education in our infrastructure team. So they quite often visit our school and talk with me about things that need to be upgraded or fixed um, or improved around our school. So we have a lovely Asset Services Officer named Rachel Barnett who has done a fantastic job over the past six months in sitting down with me and looking at what our school needs to be even better. It looks, look, our school looks great, but what can, what else can we do to improve it? So we've had things like um, the painting done um, inside and outside of the whole of G Block, which is the rooms we're in now, the four, five and year six classrooms. We've had new carpet in the library, all demountables and the admin building. And that's all happened in the past few months. We've also had painting done in the library and painting done in the admin building. So we're, we're pretty much on track to have the whole school refurbished by the end of this year. The, the big ticket item that's coming up, um, actually, I'll hold that off and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, we've also had an electrical upgrade in our kitchen. So we have found that because we're using the kitchen a lot more, um, a big shout out to the PNC for organising the Friday food fun as well. It's been a huge success. Yeah. Uh, we've found that we just need a little bit of an electrical upgrade in there. So the Department of Education have funded that and that's seen um, new PowerPoints installed, new switches to make sure it's all safe and cap um, capable of having lots of different things working at once. We've also got our wonderful GA, Lindsay Fowler, um, who's been doing great work in creating new spaces around our school. So you would have noticed things like fences and different old gardens being removed and upgraded with steel edging um, and some great native plants being planted around the school as well. Mm. That's been really, really good to see. What new and exciting things are planned for the remainder of this term and into term two? Excellent question. Thank you, Jenna. So the big ticket item which um, I'm happy to announce today is that our A block, which is kindergarten and year two classrooms this year, the brick building, is having a full refurbishment in term two which means new wet areas, new lino, new sinks, new cupboards, new wall that we've actually got carpet on the walls where teachers can actually um, stick posters on. 
everything's being renewed, new paint, new carpet. We're getting some really cool carpet tiles in that room, which um, you'll have to see that when, when it's done. It looks really cool, some different colours and lots of things happening. Um, the outside of that building as well, full fresh paint, um, all the eaves, the veranda, everything's being upgraded so it will look like a brand new classroom block. And that will actually complete um, our, our school refurbishment. So that means in the past year and a half, we've had every room been upgraded, which is really exciting and really great for the future of our school. The other thing is we're really going to focus the rest of this term and into term two on having quality time in the classroom for teaching. So we know we, we like to provide extracurricular opportunities, but we also want to make sure that we're having enough time in the classroom so that we can do some really high quality teaching and high quality learning from our students. Oh, it sounds really wonderful, the A-grade block upgrade. Um, in our school, as well as being in the classroom and having some quality time, we also make sure that we're going to have some quality time on the sporting field as well. And I know some of our senior students are very excited for our PSSA knockouts that are about to start happening. So we have entered um, into the soccer, the touch football, the netball and the basketball knockouts where we will play some of the other local schools and hopefully progress through to um, round two. Our first knockout that's coming up is against uh, Robertson for uh, soccer and that's going to be happening in the next few weeks and we've got boys and girls teams entered there. Um, the other really exciting thing is that next term we're going to have the athletics program. A couple of years ago we had athletics and multi-sport come and do some work at our school and these uh, programs will help us with our skills for our athletics carnival which is coming up. So we're going to look at how we actually correctly do shot put, how we correctly and safely do the high jump and we'll also intersperse that with some really fun high energy games as well. So that'll be great fun because I know that we've really loved our gymnastics pro program with Ryan as well. Um, next term we've also got some exciting excursions coming up. Um, we've got our Aurora Residential, we have got our K1s heading to the Science Centre and quite a few other things um, that are going to be happening as well. So we're going to have some fantastic work in the classroom and then we're going to have some fantastic fun outside of the classroom as well. There's going to be lots happening and it's going to be a fantastic term. Thanks for joining us on today on the Exeter Podcast. Thanks, Josh Thanks and for Jenna. Us. Thanks, Mr. Barnes and Mrs. Nash. Now it's time for Kids Chat with Year Six. Welcome to Kids, Kids Chat. I'm Marco from Year Six, and I've brought with me Imogen, Sam, Holly, and Abby. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. So Imogen, what have we been doing in class this year? So with Miss Adams on a Friday, we've been focusing on pop art, which is a type of art that's very bright and colourful with lots of different patterns. And there's two artists. I think one of them is Roy Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein, yeah. And Ramiro Brito. Wow, I can't wait to see what the art the art look like. And Sam, you're new. What have you been doing? What's your favourite thing about Exodus so far? Oh, probably the cooking. It's real fun. We get a make rice paper rolls and there's a lot of investigating on what's 
really cool out in the world there. Wow, rice paper rolls, yum. What about you, Holly? What have you been doing in class? So this year we've been doing aeroponics. Wow, can you tell what? Can you tell the listeners what aeroponics is? Aeroponics is another way to grow plants without using soil. Wow, cool. Did you know that aeroponics takes three times faster than t- the traditional method? Wow, that's so cool. What about you, Abby? What have you been doing in class this year? Also on Fridays with Miss Adams, we've been learning about the Federation policy of Australia over the years. Wow, cool. Well, this brings us to the end of the first kids chat. Well, bye, guys. Bye. bye. We sure have been having a blast in year six. Now it's time for Generations Apart, Our Heart, Too Heart. I love these, Marco. They really touch my heart. For those of you who don't know, these are interviews with our grandparents. Yep, let's hear what they have to say. Hi, my name is Izzy. And and I'm Harry. We are here to welcome you to our next segment. Generations Apart, A Heart to Heart. With me today, I have Alessandro and his grandparent... Wilma. Wilma. Yes. Question one. What, what primary school did you go to and how is it different to school life today? Well, I went to primary school in Crimer in Sydney and hmm, it was very new. It was uh, very small. We, were, we had the combined classes, so I really uh, feel that it's fairly similar to... What you have here, except that we never had all this beautiful equipment. (laughs) What is your favourite thing about Alessandro? He's got a special personality. I I remember last year he had a um, picture of of, uh, what I said to him, that he's a peacemaker. (laughs) And he is. He's a real peacemaker. (laughs) He's a lovely, lovely, uh, soft-hearted boy. Very kind. What do you enjoy most about being a grandparent? Just being with my grandchildren a lot. Mm. um, I'm missing this family because I'm two hours away now. We used to be very close in DY. But uh, I come up as, as much as I can and we see each other as much as we can. I love being with them. Amazing. Well, well, thank you for j- joining us. We hope you have an amazing day. Thank you very much. I certainly feel um, very welcome and I'm enjoying experiencing this for the first time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. With me today, I have Josh and his grandparent, Kathy. Hello. <laughs> What primary school did you go to and how was it different to school life today? Well, it was in England and it was a long time ago. And uh, the primary school I went to had hundreds of children because after the war, a lot of children were suddenly born because soldiers came back and Mm. they had babies with their wives. And so it was very crowded. So I think there were something like 45 children Mm. in my class. And we had to sit in long rows in fixed desks and use an inkwell with a pen that you dipped in. Yeah. So you always had ink on your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) What is your 
favourite thing about Josh? Oh, there's so many. He's funny, he's clever, and he's a bit naughty sometimes, but <laughs> I don't mind. And he's very, very uh, caring too at times. That's good. What do you enjoy most about being a grandparent? Um, well, I think it's because it, you see the future. You see what's going to happen yeah. next and it's something to look forward to see people grow mm. up. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Josh, what is your favourite thing about your grandparent? Well, she teaches me a lot about how to cook and she spends a lot of time with me and she's just she always cares for me and always there for me. Awesome. That's easy to do. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We hope you have another amazing day. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. With me today, I have <laughs> Ava and Immy. I was about to call you Jenna for a second. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and their grandparent, Pooch. Pooch. What primary school did you go to and how was it different to primary school life today? I, I went to St Michael's mm. and it was very different. Mm. Um, we didn't learn a lot. We just oh. seemed to play and primary school was just really to get used to being away from home and taking your lunch in your little yeah. suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favourite thing about Ava and Imogen? They're very kind people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you enjoy most about being a grandparent? I enjoy taking care of them. I enjoy yeah. teaching them things. Yeah. Telling them about the past. Yeah. And about their heritage. Yeah. And just being part of their lives, getting mm. to come to grandparents' days. Yeah. Great pleasure. Hmm. Ava and Imogen, what is your f favourite thing about your grandparent? Um, they're re she's really nice and she always knows what to say. Mm. She's kind and she's a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We ho hope you have an an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Aw, those interviews were pretty special, weren't they, Oscar? Weren't they just? Now stay tuned for Kids Chat with Kindergarten. Welcome to the first episode of Kids, Kids Chat, Chat, where we'll be interviewing our buddies and what they love most about Exeter. Today I've got Jack with me. Hi, Jack. Hi, Matt. What do you like to do at recess and lunch? Um, playing soccer. What about at fitness time? Um, running. Are you very fast? Yes. That's good. Now I'll hand it over to Marco. Thanks, Matt. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Marco. So, Charlie, what's your favourite thing about Exeter? Um, playing at the fort. Playing the fort? Yeah, I've seen you play. What do you love doing in class? Um, learning letters. Learning letters? What? Cool. Now I'll hand it over to Tom. Thank you, Marco. I'm here with my buddy Hunter. Hunter, what do you like most about Exeter? 
playing soccer. Awesome. I've heard you guys have been learning about numbers in class. Can you count to ten for me? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Awesome job. Now I hand it over to Grace. Thanks, Tom. I've got Millie with me. I've been hearing that you've learnt a lot about colours. Is that true? Yes. And what's your favourite colour? Pink and purple. Pink and purple. What is your favourite thing to play at lunchtime? Hide and seek. Cool. That sounds fun, guys. And this brings us to the end of the first special episode of... Kids Chat! Bye. 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 It's always fun to spend time with little buddies. Thanks, guys. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Our very special interview with Squiz Kids host, Bryce and Amanda. I have been waiting for this one forever. Well, let's do this then. Hi everyone, I'm Ava. I'm Heidi. And I'm Anna. We're so excited to welcome our next two guests to the show. Unless you've been living under a rock, which is kind of weird by the way, you would know the infamous Bryce and Amanda, the presenters from the Squiz Kids podcast. We are long-time listeners here at Exeter Public School and I cannot believe that the tables have finally turned and we get the chance to interview Bryce and Amanda. For those of you who don't know, Year 6, actually Childing is Hound's program at Exeter Bub- Public School. This was a program all about the critical consumption of media and creating your own podcast. I cannot wait to hear what they think of our podcast. I can't wait any longer. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Bryce and Amanda, and welcome to Exeter's very first podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning, Exeter. I hope you're all keeping warm down there. <laughs> yes. Thanks again for joining us today. To give the folks at home a greater insight into who you are, can you both share with us a little bit of your history and how that led to you both joining forces at Squiz Kids? Sure. A uh, little bit of my history. I started as um, I started my uh, career working as a newspaper journalist and um, in a, at a newspaper in Sydney called the Daily Telegraph. And I um, finished high school and I'd done quite well at English and I loved reading books and I loved writing and it seemed like journalism would be a good career option for me. So I started working for a newspaper and um, I eventually worked there for many years and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then went to um, England where I also worked for newspapers in London and then I moved across to Paris and I lived in Paris, France for 10 years, um, which is where I met my lovely wife and had my two beautiful children and then moved back to Australia. I worked at the Australian Women's Weekly and then I took a job at the Australian Financial Review, which is another newspaper. And finally at 60 Minutes, which is a television program. And it was around about that time that I realised that um, the kids of Australia needed a daily news podcast and Squiz Kids was created. Over to you, Amanda. All right. I'm trying to figure out how much of my life you need to hear about but I think probably the way that I got into journalism was when I was an exchange student in Germany uh when the wall came down between east and west long before the kids of Exeter were born and that was 
I was living history. I was experiencing history as it happened and it was fascinating and exciting. And so when I finished university, I got a job in a news, at a newspaper called The West Australian. I'm from Perth. And then over time, I found myself in New York City working for Time magazine. And I went with them then over to San Francisco. And I had one kid in New York, one kid in San Francisco. And then as I started primary school, I still loved being a journalist, but I didn't love getting a phone call at four o'clock in the morning saying, get on a plane, Amanda, there's a big story happening in somewhere. And uh, I started volunteering at their schools and I loved that. And the principal of their school said to me, have you ever thought about being a teacher? And I said, no, I'm not a teacher. And she said, well, you could change that. And I did. And I became a primary school teacher. It was the best decision I ever made, I think. Um, and I had a fabulous, fabulous time teaching in America. And then when we moved to Australia, I caught up with my old friend Bryce, who was doing an amazing job with the Squiz Kids podcast. And he was looking for someone who had experience in journalism and teaching. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's me. <laughs> and we started working together. Sounds like you guys have been around. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that I'm old? <laughs> No. No, no, I didn't. I didn't tell you when the wall came down. You can go and Google that later and figure out how old I am. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. I have to know why Squiz Kids. How did you? How did you come up with the name for the podcast? Well, Squiz Kids is actually a part of a bigger company, so there is a maybe what I would call a parent podcast, which is called The Squiz. And The Squiz has been around for maybe two or three years longer than Squiz Kids. So uh, when it came time for us to find a name for the podcast that we were making for children, it made sense that we would uh, call it Squiz Kids because it was a version of The Squiz but made for little people. I don't know about little Bryce. Incredibly <laughs> smart and not quite as old people. How about that? <laughs> Spoken like a true teacher. <laughs> Do you listen to podcasts? If so, what are they and how do they influence you when it comes to Squiz Kids? Ooh, fun. Can I take that one, Bryce? And then you yeah, can have please. your turn. Um, I do listen to podcasts. I love podcasts, especially um, when I'm driving. Um, I run out of songs that I want to sing along to and I want to sort of learn new things. Um, one of my favourite podcasts um, is from America and it's called Snap Judgment, Storytelling with a Beat. And they have these incredible stories about all kinds of things, but then they actually hire musicians to write music to go along with the podcast and the story, which is pretty incredible. And so when we started doing Squiz Kids Shortcuts, we worked with this really amazing audio engineer who's also a musician and he finds cool music to put into the background of the shortcuts and fun sound effects and things like that. Um, and I also listen to um, lots and lots of different news podcasts. <laughs> and uh, there's also this amazing podcast called What's Her Name? And it's hosted by two woman, uh, two sisters who are historians and they go through and tell 
you all about women who had a huge effect on history, but because they were women, didn't get the recognition that they might have gotten when they were men. So that's why the title, What's Their Name? And they tell you all about these women and it's fabulous. Really, really interesting. I should try some of these podcasts. They sound like amazing influences. Bryce, your turn. My turn? Okay. Yeah, I um, got on board the podcast train very early too because it's only quite recently that podcasts have become a thing that might come as a surprise to many of your listeners. But um, obviously in any kind of a news podcast, I've always been really interested. But what I like especially about podcasts is that you can take the time to explore an issue in a little more detail than perhaps you might here on the news, on the radio, or on the television on a nightly basis. And it's a really intimate form of communication when you're talking to people, um, because you know that they're listening to you, that they're giving you their full attention. Well, they should be. (laughs) Uh, I've been influenced by lots of great podcasts. One of my favourites is a podcast called Desert Island Discs, which is a podcast which was it's a long long time radio show which gets famous people to name the 10 um records that they would take to them if they were going to be stuck on a desert island and it's a fascinating way to learn about someone and to learn about their interests and to learn a little bit about their life but also a really great way to expand your own knowledge of um music um, which i love and there's an also a great bbc podcast called you're dead to me and it's a really clever way of bringing history to life and they touch on different things that take place have taken place in history and it's been there's always a comedian who's a co-host and it's just a fun way to get into history yeah these podcasts sound amazing um i have a question for amanda now um So I've been doing some research and I noticed that you travelled the world being a journalist. So what's it like staying in one place while working in Squiz Kids? (laughs) That is a really good question. Um, Yes, it is true that when I go past the airport and I smell the jet fuel, I get very excited. I do love, love travelling. But I've actually been able to travel even though I've been in Sydney. Um, because during lockdown, I think it was during lockdown, we had the idea to produce Squiz the World, and that is a 10-minute audio excursion to another country. And so I host the podcast and I find out about a country and I find kids who speak the language of that country, if it's not English, and get them to teach us some of the language. And it probably does feel a bit like travelling. I do lots and lots of research. I look at lots and lots of videos and photos and uh, find recipes and cook the food, and so I'm 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 travelling a little bit even while I'm in Sydney. I always wondered where Squiz the World came from. Another Squiz the World related question: Do you actually spin the globe when you're doing um, spin the globe for Squiz Kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that to Mr. Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to answer this in a technical way. Um, I have a globe here in my office and when I do spin the globe, I do spin the globe. Now, do we always land on the country that we've talked <laughs> about? Um, well, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, no, the idea of spin the globe is very much 
uh, a concept, I suppose, to give a sense that there is news happening around us in every country around the world on any given day. And I, what I hope that segment teaches kids who listen is that while there's lots of cool stuff going on in your house or maybe in your street or maybe in your suburb, um, the world is a big, big place and it's full of amazing countries with incredible people. And I hope it, and hope it makes kids curious about the world around them because that's a really big part about why we do squeeze kids we really want kids to get a sense of the big wide world that's out there and hopefully inspire them to go and visit it and meet other people and and experience other cultures well we can definitely tell you that everyone in our class really loves squeeze the world and spin the globe oh, that's fantastic that's that great really lovely to hear Amanda and Bryce, this is our first podcast and there is so much work that goes on behind the scenes. So much. A lot. Can you you please tell us how you manage it to get out a podcast every single day? We need tips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I will say that. The the part where we were both a little embarrassed about how old we are, that definitely helps because... We've finished school. We don't have to, you know, work on science and maths and social studies and all that sort of stuff at the same time. This is our job. And we've had lots and lots of practice as journalists writing to deadline. So when you work for a daily newspaper and the news happens, you can't get stuck and decide to finish your story tomorrow. It just has to be done. And so you get better and better and better at writing quickly, understanding things quickly, getting help from your colleagues if you don't understand, knowing who to call to get more information. And so I think we've had a lot of practice and that that really helps. And plus we've got each other and a team of people behind us as well. So we're not doing it alone. Yeah. yeah. You seem like you're really confident when you do Squiz Kids, like you know what you're going to say every single word. Um, and that's really impressive because... Like, just rehearsing this one segment took ages to get it the right sort of tone. Yeah. Well, you guys, when you did your introduction, I was blown away. It was so good. So that those rehearsals absolutely paid off. And we definitely are not speaking off the cuff when we do Squiz Kids. So we write a script for ourselves to make sure that we're not going on for too long and that we are, are covering all the points we think need to be covered. So it's not like we're just making it up as we go along. We have to do a bit of rehearsing too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Why did you decide to create Squiz Kids and did you ever imagine that it would become as popular as it is now? Um, that's a great question. Um, the reason I decided to create Squiz Kids is I have two kids of my own um, they're a little bit older now than they were when I first started the podcast. And um, they were probably about your age, I guess, when I started the podcast. And I was watching how they were getting their information about what was going on in the world around them. And I was a little bit concerned that they were starting to get information that wasn't correct because maybe they were getting that information from perhaps social media or because there was a dropping off of the sorts of media that we had been exposed to when we were, when Amanda and I were growing up. 
So um, I thought, let's create a podcast for kids, which tells them what's happening in the world around them, but does it in a way that doesn't freak them out and doesn't make them feel more anxious after having listened to it. Let's create a podcast that uh, is fun and is going to hopefully make kids citizens of the world. Yeah. So that's how the idea came from. Yes. When we were practising, Mrs. Hupp was pretending to be you and she pretty much said what you just said. <laughs> so I think... I think smart. She's been very well trained. <laughs> yeah, I think Squiz Kids is definitely working if that was the goal as well because, like, we're That's all great. thinking yeah. that. That's wonderful. I'm really pleased. That makes me very happy. And you know why it makes me happy? Because I sit here as Amanda sits in her spare bedroom in Sydney and I sit in the spare bedroom in, our, in Brisbane working on the podcast every single day. And sometimes it's very hard to um, remember that there are lots and lots and lots of kids and families and teachers and classrooms around the country who are listening. And um, it can sometimes be a little bit lonely when you're producing a podcast all by yourself. And so to have a conversation with people like you and to understand how much it is loved and appreciated is extremely gratifying for us. I had no idea you were that far apart, like, when you do it, because you sound like you're really close, like you're working, like, side by side doing it, because it yeah, sounds like so natural. In, yeah. in the same podcast well, station, funny because we. Yeah, and I mean, we speak to each other every day and we speak to each other multiple times every day. And we also have something called Slack, which is a which is a instant messaging system, which means that even when we're not talking to each other, we're still sending each other, <coughs> excuse me, sending each other information and story ideas. And so we do collaborate uh, very closely, but we are separated by about 1200 kilometers <laughs> and the the way that we record together is exactly like what we're doing now with you guys so we get on the phone and then we both open up our computers and start recording our side of the conversation and then we stitch it together but we're having a conversation and you know what you guys sound incredibly natural feels exactly like i'm recording with bryce I'm, <laughs> we're just recording with exeter as well it's fabulous thank you so much for that um, uh, funny question now. It must be so weird having such recognisable voices, yet most people don't know what you look like. So have you ever had any funny encounters with people who are wondering where they know your voice from? <laughs> yes, um, that, again, is an excellent question and shows an incredible amount of insight on your part. So great question. Um, I have, and I forget, of course, because I, as I said before, like I send this podcast out into the world and it goes out and it's very difficult to get a sense, you know, that people are listening. Yes, we get numbers every day, but that doesn't mean a whole lot to you. So it's really difficult. You don't get any kind of instant feedback on people listening to a podcast. So it's hard sometimes to understand that there are people listening. But I was in um, the supermarket with my kids uh, and, and I was talking to them and there was a a lady with a couple of children and she was walking around kind of behind me giving me a very strange look and eventually I had to say to her, is everything all right? And she said, this is a very strange question. I hope you don't mind me asking, but are you Bryce Corbett from Swiss Kids? <laughs> <laughs> we actually thought it would have like, been uh, a supermarket counter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woolies. Yeah, and I think I was probably shouting at my children, so it wasn't a great look. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> telling them, or telling them that, no, they can't have fruit loops for breakfast. They're having something much more wholesome and nutritious. 
That reminds me of what happens to um, a lot of the people who present play school and they will often have little toddlers come up to them and think that they're friends with them because they have that relationship with them on the TV. So that obviously people know what they look like, but these toddlers are devastated when they don't know their names. And so they have to have this <laughs> really clever way of sort of, you know, they say a lot of like mate and buddy and I don't know, like endearing ways of talking to the kids without revealing Same. that they don't know their names. <laughs> yeah, because they never see the people watching. Yeah, I remember when, exactly. when I was in yeah. like toddler and I was watching play school, I'd always think I know this person and like, I can still do it today with other TV <laughs> shows. I think I know this person. People, if I see them on the street, I'm going to be like, hi. Yeah. You know, I was guilty of that when I lived in New York and there was a very famous actress who lived in the same neighbourhood as me. And every time I saw her about five times, I would think she was a friend of my mum's because she looked so familiar. I'd go, hi, how are you? And she'd give me this kind of like friendly look because obviously it happens all the time. And then <laughs> I'd realise who it was and I'd go, oh, no, Amanda, how embarrassing. And then I did it again and again and again. Uh, that sounds like something... Everyone I know, my family pretty much would do as well. Yeah. Like we're all so freaked out when we meet someone who's not in their <laughs> usual friend group. They, like, freak out. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the news in the world, how do you decide what news you guys want to talk about on the podcast? Well, that's a great question because there's a lot of news every single day. Um, and I suppose I would say to that that... First and foremost, it has to be. Uh, it has to fit the. It's got to be informative. So it's got to be something that kids either will be interested in, or we think probably they should know a little bit about. But what we try to do is make sure we make it fun and make it uh, engaging for children, because a lot of the times the big news stories that happen in the world are not that interesting if you're a ch- if you're a kid. So our job on many days is to is to make really boring stories interesting for kids. Um, and then otherwise we look at all the news that's going around in the world and we just and we say, well, what would be a great Animal Kingdom story or what would be a great spaced out story? And it's just a matter of putting the daily news through a kid friendly filter. And I think that's something that we talk to you guys about in Newtowns, right? When we talk about choosing the story, you have to think about your audience. So that's what Bryce was saying. You think about what kids would be interested in and what's important for them to know. And then that mix. So if you have a story that's pretty heavy and meaty and newsy, then you want to have something fun and light as well. So we try to just get that balance every day. Yeah, yours are really like really well put together so that there's like really strong stories that you're going to be like oh my god and there's stories that you're going to laugh to and there's ones that you're going to think oh that's so cool and the yeah. links well and then there are the stories where as soon as you hear about it you're like well clearly i'm doing this so when we found when i heard yesterday that mark hamill who was luke Skywalker in star wars had done a a, a voice recording for an app in ukraine to warn people about missile strikes and we had the audio, the amazing Christy, who works with us, found this app and got his voice. We were like, well, obviously we're going to include that. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you do a really good mix in including proper, like, news stories and see on the news and also stories just kids would be super interested in. I think the links are good too. Like, I think younger kids and older kids too really like watching them. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you like to click through on the links and look at the photos we talk about and videos sometimes that we link to? Yeah. yeah. And we hope you know that you're major influencers in our podcast and we all really want to thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> you're very welcome. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we listen to you. But I think we're taking a little bow secretly because your podcast is so good. That makes us feel amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. thank you. Do you have any advice for us as beginner podcasters? Uh, the only advice I would have is try to make it as conversational as possible between you. So, um, you know, try not to stick too closely to the script. And if you can, just inject a little bit of fun and humour into things. Thank you for that advice. We'll definitely take it to heart. Yes. We almost like we always have at least two people in the podcasting room yeah, at a time. So you just want to hear one person blabber on about nothing. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um Um we have a few few quick fire questions if you guys are up to it. Um, Absolutely. What is your favorite colour? Blue. We don't know who should go first. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be polite and say, and let you go first. Yeah, right. So um, I'll go first. Blue. I'm more complicated than that. Mine is a, like a eucalyptusy light green. Ooh, oh, yeah. Nice. I, do, I, you, I love a light green. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your favourite food? Passion fruit. Oh, oh wow. Um, that's hard. Mango. Ooh, yeah, I love mango fruits. too. Like, mangoes are the best. Mm. I like mangoes and passion fruits. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is I like passion fruit flavoured everything too. Oh, same. Not just passion fruit. <laughs> yeah. Passion fruit ice cream, passion fruit yogurt. I know. love the seeds in passion fruit. My dad likes everything mm. banana except like a proper banana or squished <laughs> banana. <laughs> he, he doesn't, oh, wow. He doesn't like the texture of it. Oh, wow. Okay, but he likes the taste. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is your favourite animal? My dog, Louie. Aww. Well, now I'm going to feel guilty because my dog, Bo, is right in front of me while I say dolphin. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Bowie. That's cruel. Um, no, he stayed asleep. It's all right. You didn't hear. Apple or Android? Apple. apple. Yeah, yeah, apple all the way. Oh. We're all apples. <laughs> Just because I'm old and I can't learn new things. Well, we're young and we don't want to learn, and we don't want to learn new things. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite song at the moment? Oh, that's a great question. It's not a new song because I just kind of like I I just I'm forced to listen whatever my children I want to listen to at the moment, and um, because she's about to come out here to. For a concert, um, Lizzo's about down time is yes. on high rotation. I, I love Lizzo. I got it stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I haven't listened to it yet, but a new album just dropped today by Boy Genius, which is um, a band that Phoebe oh. Bridges sings in, and she's got an incredible voice. Um, so I'm excited to listen to that. But um, my favourite thing of all time to listen to is a live recording of Aretha Franklin in the late 1960s in San Francisco. It's amazing. I will send you guys a link. Thank oh, I you. hope so. Yay, thanks. 
Um, pineapple on pizza, yeah or no? No. No. I know. Are you serious? Oh, no. You're on the same page as me. I, lo I love oh, pineapple no. on pizza. Pineapple on pizza <laughs> is okay. Anything else on, like, any other fruit and stuff on pizza? No. I mean, tomato is no, okay. No. Tomato, pineapple. No, pineapple has no place on pizza. Mushrooms. No. Oh, mushrooms yeah, are mushroom. gross. I don't like cooked <gasps> mushrooms. I don't like how they're mushy. I like raw ones, but not cooked ones. My dad yeah. made a pizza one day, a homemade pizza, and he, he just like stacked it up all the way to the <laughs> Me. top with mushrooms, just like three layers of mush mushrooms, and then oh, add like yeah. one tiny piece of basil, yeah. and then just put it in the oven. Right. Yeah, I think your dad and I would get along. <laughs> but this is why the world's an amazing place. We all have different different tastes and different preferences, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have a few And they're not people don't sneak your pizza all the time. It's <laughs> great. We have a few questions from our listeners in different classes. Here's a question mm -hmm. from Ella in four five. What made you choose this career over everything else? Oh, a great question. It's a great um, question. Yeah, um, I chose this career because I love writing, I love uh, reading, I love words, um, and I love communicating, I love talking to people, meeting people, and I'm really curious about people and their lives. I've always believed, particularly when I was as a journalist, that everybody has a story, absolutely everybody. Like, if you sit down and talk to somebody for five minutes and really listen to them and ask good questions you will find that every single person you meet has a story and it's an interesting story that's really actually quite like deep like inspirational <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of the right deep word right. it's inspiring i couldn't think of the right word but there like, you go i'll quite... take both deep and nice inspiring. um <laughs> we have another we have a question from lewis and also in four five he asks when did you first start making the podcast Okay, great question, Lewis. Um, the podcast was first, I think it was February, it was the beginning of school term one in 2020. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and, and I remember writing some stories at the time and putting them in the podcast about this thing called COVID, which the <laughs> world hadn't really quite understood what it was. And oh. it was just starting to become a story. Oh, I think I I've heard of that. Writing before. lots of stories. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> thinking like, wow. Yeah, it's a little bit. Last for long. It's a little bit familiar. My dad was thinking. <laughs> a little bit familiar. My dad was thinking, ah, I'd be like the bird flu. I'll do a couple of. Um, he teaches <laughs> people. I'll do a couple of clinics, and then it'll all be over. That was like back in 2019, yeah. and then. Yeah, and that was back in the time when I was flying between Brisbane and Sydney and you know, meeting people and, and, and then all of a sudden life became very uh, closed in and, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, the doors were locked and the windows were closed and well, we lockdown. Spent 12, 12 months during lockdown. During COVID, um, I actually thought found Squiz Kids really helpful to go outside of where your usual neighbourhood like yeah. especially oh, in stories that happened in like other states, you could see what's going on still in the world without having to yeah. go wow. there. You don't know how happy that makes me to hear. Thank you for saying that. Um, we ever also have a question from Tom in year six. He wants to know what your favorite sub, what your favorite subject was at school and why. Oh, good question, Tom. Um, I'm going to guess that Bryce is going to be the same as me. English. <laughs> English. 
But you know what's interesting? My favorite subject to teach once I became a teacher was maths because I learned a different way of teaching it. And all of a sudden, maths made a whole lot more sense to me than it did when I was a kid because. I could understand why you were doing the maths and there was a purpose to it. So I kind of went on a bit of a crusade to make maths more fun and interesting. Hmm. I think. So, yeah. And um, I would say that my favourite subject was English. There's no great surprise there. Uh, and social studies too. My favourite subject was French and I studied um, French when I was at high school and then also at university. And then I lived and I moved to Paris and I lived in Paris for 10 years, um, which I absolutely loved. And I loved being able to speak another language and I miss not speaking another language. It's a great, great um, thing to do because not only do you learn about a different culture, which is a great way to meet all sorts of different interesting people, but it's also really good for your brain because mm -hmm. it exercises parts of your brain that otherwise aren't used. Can you speak a bit of French for us right now? Right now? Yeah. Sure. Um, donc, uh, bonjour tout le monde. Uh, J'espère qu'il uh, fait beau, uh, etc. en ce moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, J'avais été à Paris pendant 10 ans. Et, uh, 10 ans? Oui, pendant 10 ans j'étais là. Et uh, c'est un pays que j'adore. I only understood Exeter and Bonjour. I feel like we just switched there you like, go. on the TV, just switch on the other language filter. I feel like we just did that and you guys are having a conversation in French. My. I love the other language filter. That's my favourite thing to do. My kids hate it when I do that. But I, <laughs> I love it too. My. I think that's a really great way to practice a language. And if you're lucky enough to have a parent who speaks another language than English, um, I am jealous of you and I think it's a fabulous thing to mm. be able to communicate in another language, to read and, and write and listen to watch TV in another language. It's such a gift. Yeah, my aunt is French, so my cousin can speak ah. French and English. Nice. That's so good. Hey, and can I just say, that was a great example of listening to the person you're speaking to and and maybe asking a question that you hadn't written down but in a question that occurs to you in the course of a conversation which is one of the most important things any journalist can do so well done to whoever did ask that question yeah. thank you <laughs> um and the last question is from noah in three four he wants to know what was your favorite sport growing up Well, for me, I played a lot of tennis um, when I was growing up um, and uh, used to play competition tennis. Um, I played a little bit of cricket. I played a lot of uh, soccer. Do we call it soccer or football? I'm so soccer. Sure. But, um, soccer all the way. When I was growing up, it was soccer. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So I played a lot of soccer when I was growing up. And now I have a son who played a lot of rugby and a daughter who plays a lot of netball but is also does about 15 hours of dance every week. Oh, yeah. And I grew up playing a whole lot of netball um, yeah, and I netball. played club netball. And then when I moved to New York, I found a tiny, tiny netball club because no one plays netball in America just about, um, full of Australians and New Zealanders and South Africans and English people and we all played netball together. And then we would go um, get on planes to go fly 
places in America where there were other little teams and we'd all just play each other for fun because we missed netball so much. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. Um, that sounds like a really good way to meet other people from different cultures that you wouldn't it usually was meet. Amazing. That's a really good observation and it actually you saying that reminds me of this really fun tournament we went to that was a whole lot of women from the Caribbean and um, they had the best netball tournament. It's going to make, when I describe it to you, every lightning carnival is going to seem really lame because they had massive speakers and like a DJ playing music the whole time. Did they have a disco ball? They didn't have a disco ball because it was outside, but they did have like barbecues and like all this food and everyone in the community came to watch and it was so much they should have replaced the actual netball with a disco ball that would have been that that would have been a pretty good way to like trick your team into just getting distracted by like with all the food and music and then you (laughs) so they get distracted from the game it's like oh yeah Yeah, i just moved my feet (laughs) (laughs) whoops Uh, and then my son because my kids grew up in america um my son plays baseball and there's baseball in australia too um and so he's playing baseball he's got his state championships next weekend i think and my daughter does archery oh Mm. that's so cool i did I mm. used to do a bit of archery with my dad until we lost all the arrows and then mm-hmm. we can't do it anymore. <laughs> Where are they, though? That sounds Probably scary. in a tree or a hedge. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought you said head for a second there. That's, That's much better. In a head. <laughs> wow. That would hurt. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode of our podcast, The Bell. We really do appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and we look forward to chatting with you guys again if you're keen. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking to you. You have done a fantastic job and Mrs Hutt is a legend for making this available to you. Yeah, we had an absolute ball chatting to you guys. Congratulations on your podcast. And make sure when it's finished, you send it through to us because we would love to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for coming. Bye. 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 Thanks for having us. Bye. Whoa, that sounded so good. What did you think about it, Marco? Fast and Amanda sure sounded really friendly. Yeah, they really did. Fast and Amanda really have led such interesting lives, haven't they, Oscar? They sure have, Marco. They really have been all over the globe. Now to introduce our final segment, Curious Creatures with Grace and Alana. Curious Creatures with your host Grace and Alana. I've come across an amazing animal called the Goblin Shark. Have you ever heard about that one before, Alana? No. Do they humans? Are they aggressive, Grace? I've got so many questions to ask. Pull the reins on your horses. Slow down, Alana. Goblin Sharks don't eat humans. They are slow bottom eaters and pose no threat to humans. Phew, thank goodness you almost gave me a heart attack there. Alana, we know you're a great storyteller. Do you have any you could share with us about goblin sharks? Well, I'll try my best. Swishing through the deep sea, a goblin shark noticed a small, yummy-looking squid. The animal inches towards its prey, but as the fish closes in, the snack starts to dart away. So, the goblin shark thrusts its jaw three inches out of its mouth. The jaw is connected to a three-inch long flapper skin that can unfold from its snout. Ew. The predator then grabs the squid in its teeth. After scoffing down the delicious meal, the shark fits its jaw back into its mouth and swims off as if nothing ever happened. Wow, 
I'm glad I'm not that squid. You got that one right, Alana. Hold up. We just have it in that there's been a rise in the eggs from the chickens. If you would like to purchase some on every second Friday, or should I say every fortnight, we have a wonderful sale near the entrance of the library at Exeter Public School for two dollars each. Almost forgot, we're selling little veggie plants if you'd like to purchase. Two dollars each. We also have a year six discount. Wait, there's a year six discount? How come I never knew? Yeah, for any year six parent or guardian. Thought everyone knew that. 50% off. Better than what you get at Bunnings. Now, back to the regular program. Goblin sharks don't live in shallow waters, as Grace said. They are very dangerous. They won't harm you unless they think of you as a threat. Don't get too close. It finds them in a very uncomfortable place and it may cause them to bite you. That's the bell. See you next time on Curious Creatures. Whoa, I never even knew goblin sharks existed. That boosts my confidence in swimming with sharks. Well, goblin sharks at least. <laughs> Agreed, Marco. Well, this brings us to the end of our very first episode of The Bell. I can't believe we did it. Phew. Stay tuned, you guys. This won't be the last time you hear from us. Oh my gosh, Marco, I think I heard it. What? The bell. Gotta go. Bye. Thanks for staying. You've found the Exeter Easter Egg. Sit back and listen to recording artist and teacher extraordinaire, Georgia Jean. For more of her work, head to the Bell website. Enjoy. Afternoon riding bikes, chasing the sun in the summertime.
of an afternoon riding bikes Chasing the sun in the summertime